0: We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. what's going on what's going on what's going on today is may 25th 2019 and if you are listening or watching you are listening or watching to the Marcel brothers podcast marvin how are you
1: hey what's going on everybody i'm doing great i will say i apologize for the sound quality of our last you know runaround. you know Hopefully today it'll be a lot better, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to another good podcast.
0: Well, I must say, already 37 seconds into the podcast, I hear you bright, I hear you clearly, you look good, you look clear, I mean, this is a face of somebody who's been on TV, and I've got to say that the quality that I see here wow. is, <laughs> is to be at least par to what people have seen on the commercial. So if you haven't nerd the news, I am talking to Marvin Lewis Marslin. Essentially he is the face of podiatry. Marvin <laughs> has had an opportunity to be in some commercials in the Philadelphia area and he's kind of like a hospital celebrity right now.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of crazy, but really it's all about what the message is. And like I said before, it was a diabetes awareness commercial. And it's about bringing people to the awareness of, did you know that African-American males have the highest rates for amputation secondary to diabetes? And what can we do to help combat that, to decrease that? And and that's what I'm all on board for. Right now, the foundation is called the Save Your Souls, S-O-L-E-S Foundation. And, you know, it's something that was a lot of fun to do, participating in that commercial. And hopefully it's making a difference
0: you know? All right, cool, man. So it's definitely a awesome opportunity for you to be able to help share your story, to be able to help teach and discuss this topic to lots of people around the world. And hopefully that information that you're giving to people is spreading and people are becoming a lot more aware of what diabetes can do to people. So as a podiatrist, yeah. I think you are somebody who is knowledgeable and somebody who is credentialed to be able to speak on this topic and you being able to tell people what you see every day in your profession is going to carry weight. So hopefully the message that you do share to individuals will be able to help arm them so that they can start taking care of themselves so that hopefully the diabetes doesn't come and affect them or their family and of course the comorbidities that are associated with that. So that's awesome and keep up the good work.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. How are you doing? How was your week?
0: Not too bad. I am definitely looking forward to this week because of the fact that it is Memorial Day weekend. So what I enjoy about three day weekends is not only do you get a day off, which is nice. It also means that you have less days to work the next week. So it's like a win win. I already have Monday off, which is nice, so I'll be able to hang out a little bit. We're going to do a little a little get-together, a little shindig. We'll have a Memorial Day barbecue, so we'll be getting ready for that. And again, next week will be a four-day week, so it'll feel like it's Thursday, but it'll be Friday next week, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, as far as how things have gone, so today was just a usual routine, you know, got up, then... We had an opportunity to do the daddy-daughter stuff. Ophelia went to the pool. Filia is starting to feel more comfortable kicking right now in the pool, so that's really there fun. There you go. It's always did a that. plus. Yeah, I did that. Then we did the chores. So Then after that, we actually reversed the order of my, my routine. Usually, I work out in the morning, and then we do swimming, but I decided to do it afterwards. So, switch it up a little bit, but right now, everything is good. Chores are being done. So I figured what better time than now to be able to do a little bit podcasting. And then we'll be hanging out with the in-laws later on this afternoon. A little pre-Memorial Day celebration. You know, hopefully we'll be able to see mom along with the in-laws. So that'll be fun. And then Sunday we'll be doing the church thing. And then Monday we'll be doing the finale for Memorial Day. So cool. Looking forward to it.
1: Make sure you take lots of pictures. Post them. I want to mm-hmm. see some Fun in the Sun and smiling faces. That's what I want to see.
0: So the problem with that I don't know if I've told anybody really but so I have a predicament with pictures. So my phone I I think it's an iPhone 8. I don't remember. It's not a new version I got it from Leah because my version was dying, but something happened to the phone and because of that the only way that I'm able to share or to take pictures is by doing selfies so my oh. problem is, <laughs> so in every
1: picture you're gonna be like ching I'm in mean, every angle every shot you know okay I hey. mean the pr-
0: the problem make is, it work <laughs> it, but you you think oh how often do you use a camera how often do you use it and I remember back in the day before iPhones and before integrated phones you would have your own phone and then you'd have a camera. And I'm not really one that is very big in multimedia, very big in toys. I use my phone to text people like everybody else. I'll, you know, look up stuff on the news, but I'm not somebody that lives on my phone. So I thought, well, my camera, camera is more of a luxury. How often, you know, how much do you really need a camera? But... Now that you think about it, I mean, this camera is the primary way that I usually use to take photos. I try to document a lot of things that happen with Ophelia throughout the days and the months because everybody tells me it's important for you to take pictures now because when she gets older, you're going to want to see those pictures and also give them to her. And just in general, just whenever we're going out places, the family chats, You know, we usually use that as an opportunity for us to share with each other what's going on in the neck of the woods. So I find that I want to take pictures more now than ever. But when I try to take the pictures, I forget, oh, I can't take pictures. I got to do selfies. And then the selfie photo camera isn't as nice as the normal camera. So I realize I do that a lot. And then the next thing is little things like documents, taking photo of receipts for tax purposes, being able to deposit checks. You know, you, you need a camera for that. Whenever I want to make take a photo of something and make it a PDF to send it to myself. After looking at all that stuff, I realized, wow, I use the camera for a lot more things than I used to. And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to buy a $1,000 phone and make it an iPhone because I don't want to have to worry about that. But at the same time, oh, hold on. Mom is calling. Hi, mom. I got you on speaker. We're doing the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm at at the gate. Can you have Leah open the gate for me? I'm going to call again. Okay. Well, you're you're being recorded now on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody, this is my mom. Mom, say hello. Hi,
1: guys. Hey, Mom.
0: We're we're doing fine, Mom. We're filming right now, so I just want to make sure that you know that so when you come in that... You'll you'll be on the podcast, so oh, yeah, make uh, a guest oh, appearance.
1: Wait, yeah, oh, I don't know if I'm ready, but anyway, just let me in,
0: okay? I I can't let you in. I'm I'm doing the podcast right now. Where is Leah? I think Leah's upstairs getting ready. Okay, so should I? I mean, what do I do? Don't come in. Just stay outside. No, keep on calling. Let me see if I can. Um, Call her from downstairs with the Alexa. Elect- <laughs> All right. See you soon. All right. Bye. This is going to be interesting when we listen to this on the recording. So yeah, hold on. Yeah, very interesting. Alexa, call bedroom. I found a device that looks like bedroom echo. Would you like to call this device? Yes. This is very interesting. We're doing this over the live podcast. Let's see how this works. Yeah.
1: Oh, but I can talk because they can't hear me. I think this is a prime opportunity to say, maybe one day we'll get Amazon Alexa to uh, sponsor this event. But as uh, Harry is, or Junior, is... Hey, can you
0: answer your phone? mom is at the door all okay. right all right bye alexa hang up all right we're, we're gonna do this again now gosh i don't this is either gonna be really awesome listening to this on the podcast or this is gonna be really bad i don't know but well, let's see what happens hey for the mvp crew you you get a taste of what happens at the house. So let's see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So I'm calling my mom again. All right. So you're still on the podcast. All right. So let me let me have the door open so that when you walk in, you'll be able to come in. All right? All right, Marvin. Just do your thing again. Cool. So after seeing and
1: experiencing all this, I'm wondering... Is this what it's like if you were to be part of you know, a live uh, e-true Hollywood story when you have cameras following you around and seeing what your everyday life is like? But who knows, maybe one day, one day, America, we might have our own live show where we have cameras following us around so we see how things are from our point of view. I think it would be pretty fun, but we'll see what you guys think.
0: All right. I basically I
1: told America that we might have our own e-true Hollywood story oh my <laughs> where cameras are following us around and seeing what life is like from our point of view.
0: Look, yeah, My life is really not that interesting. I mean, yours, on the other hand, you know, that might be a little more interesting. I don't know if I could pay people to watch us, but <laughs> as long as you're the headliner, Marvin, we're, we'll be okay. All right. With that being said, let's just get with the story because mom is coming pretty soon and I don't know if she wants to be in front of the podcast. <laughs> so with that being said, Marvin, why don't we start off with your story since you are on call right now? All right. Well,
1: sure. Let's go ahead and get started. So my story is from NBC Wait, News. Did you
0: want to say something beforehand? You look like you were you wanted to talk about something else. So.
1: No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay, good. man. All we right. We can move forward. We can move forward.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: So again, from NBC News, get this. A hiker was found alive in Hawaii after two weeks. This, this girl has been in the forest. Uh, she had access to water through a waterfall. Um, sources say, however, man, what a, what a crazy ordeal. Can you imagine? Like, If you were someone who was on vacation and then all of a sudden you lose track of where you are, you're lost, you're separated from your group, and then it turns into just survival mode, how do you survive? You don't know if you'll ever be found. You don't know how long you're going to be lost, but you just have to keep your calm. you got to just keep your will to keep on moving forward and take one step at a time. There goes a picture of her. Uh, My brother's holding this um, this lady up and... It's in the end. It was a very positive, happy ending. Um, she did not sustain major injuries, and you know she was 100% fine, and she was able to call her family and let them know uh, what they, what she was what she went through. In any case, let me uh, read a little bit, and then afterwards we can talk about it as well. So this the, the lady. Her name is Amanda Eller. She's a 35 year old yoga teacher, and uh, the article states that she had both the mental and physical strength and stamina that helped her endure the ordeal. So a 35-year-old hiker was found alive after missing for more than two weeks in a Hawaiian forest. Uh, She had access to fresh water in a waterfall during her ordeal, a friend told NBC News affiliate. So Amanda Eller's father said after his daughter, uh, who works as a physical therapist and a yoga teacher, was found alive Friday, that she had the mental strength and spiritual strength and physical strength to survive such an ordeal. Uh, she went missing on May 9th after she didn't return from the Makawo Forest Reserve, which is a 2,093-acre area thick with trees and trails that are popular among hi- amongst hikers and mountain bikers. Her vehicle had been found near a park with her wallet and cell phone inside. On Friday, a Facebook page dedicated to finding Eller. Posted an update stating, Amanda's been found. Elated, excited, ecstatic, her mother Julia told KHNL, I can't even put into words. I'm so incredibly graceful. 17 days after she went missing, Eller was spotted in a creek bed by a helicopter crew who were winding up after their search for the day when they decided to fly a large loop outside of a designated search zone. They saw Eller waving at them. They stated that she was slightly injured, but she was able to call her father once. Rescuers called the call to the scene, evacuated her by helicopter, opposed to a Facebook page dedicated to search for her. Said Eller was transported to a local hospital. Her family said she had gone lost on her hike and fell into a ravine, injuring both of her feet. However, in the end, she's okay. She's doing great. She had a waterfall. She had access to water. So basically, her her friends was explaining how she was able to, you know, survive this this crazy ordeal. So, what do you think? Um, in a situation like this, you know, how do you function? How do you maneuver? How do you go from point A to point B? What do you do? What are your thoughts, Junior?
0: First off, 17 days just think about this for a second. Try to I try to mentally, because there's no way that I can actually do it, but as, as much as I can, I'm going to try to set the scene, set the stage, as far as what she's thinking about. So, you know, she's having a good time, she's hanging out, she's in Hawaii, just living her best life, doing what she needs to do. She's going hiking, which is awesome, and all of a sudden, she slips and she falls into a ravine. I don't know how far the fall is, but you know, going from a From instead of being excited and happy beautiful forest just enjoying nature and what everybody everything has to offer to all of a sudden falling nobody knowing where she is she not knowing where everybody anybody is her not knowing what to think where to go and automatically just feels helpless and i'm just thinking to myself you've got no food i mean It doesn't seem like she fell with anything. She's got no food. She falls somewhere, and it says 17 days. She's by herself in the woods. Think how dark it can get in pitch dark because she's literally in the forest. Think about the fact that she's in nature. She's in the wilderness. She's outside. She's not in an area that is inhabited. I don't think she can walk very well because she probably... (laughs) Bell said, you know, she's... She hurt both feet. She hurt both feet. I mean, it says here she was slightly injured, but I'm looking at the picture. I don't know if this is where, where she fell. I mean, this is just a picture on the article, so I don't know if she was somewhere along that waterfall, then she slipped and fell. I don't know how high she fell, but I think it's just amazing how she was able to survive for 17 days. She's not a... You know, Navy Seal. She's not somebody who is a professional wilderness person, from what I see. It says here that she's well, she was a yoga instructor. I think is yeah, she's a yoga teacher. So yeah, and a physical I, therapist. Okay, so she was a physical physical therapist. Okay, so I'm just looking at this, and I feel like it's definitely got to be more mental than physical. And I guess the fact that she is a yoga teacher. You know, Maybe she was able to calm herself to be able to realize that things were going to be okay. I think right. the power of positive thinking, I think the fact that she was a yoga instructor means that she was somebody who was physically in shape to be able to do that. To be able to be near water, I think, is the number one reason why she's alive, but even with water, you've got to do something in addition to water. So, what type of things did she do to get by for nourishment? Did she eat plants? Did she have to eat bugs? I mean, she had to do something to stay alive for Mm -hmm. 17 days. And, yeah, I mean, for somebody who's been in the wilderness for 17 days, I mean, she looks good. Right. So, yeah, I don't know what I would have done in a situation like this because, again, she fell from somewhere. So, it's not like I mean, does she try to go back to where she fell from? But when you're in a wilderness and everything is green, after a while, everything looks the same. So I just think this is an incredible story. Most of the time when you hear stories like this, when people go missing, it generally isn't very good. And the fact that there are the more days that you tend to be away, they usually say the worse off it is. And when I'm reading this, it says here that her vehicle had been found near the park with her wallet and cell phone inside. So clearly, she didn't have a cell phone. She didn't have her wallet. She didn't have any identification on herself. So, the size of the forest, it says here the Macao Rainforest Reserve is a 2,093 acre thick area, thick with trees and trails. I mean, I, I think the only saving grace that she had in this scenario was that there are, it is an area that people, do inhabit it is an area that people walk around because it is a tourist spot but it took 17 days for them to find her but they found her by the creek because it was a helicopter crew that was flying because usually after a couple of days i thought they tend to to call it off unless this was just somebody that was just flying and they just happened to see her while they were flying but you know this is just an incredible story it's an incredible story of willpower it's an incredible story of survival and she was able to live about it, live and talk about it. So I just think this is just a godsend. And this is just an awesome story for somebody to be able to survive after something like that. What about you, man? I
1: don't know. I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And uh, wow, what an end to this crazy, crazy ordeal. And, you know, I think it might be something where maybe we can learn something from this Uh Whenever we're going to do some sort of outdoor event uh, out there in nature or even uh, an event where you're at an unknown uh, area, like let's say you go to Disney World or something, a major uh, attraction, I think it might be worthwhile to having some sort of plan. Like if everybody gets separated, what do you do? Maybe you find a designated spot where this is where you. if you get lost, you automatically go to this spot and then you just you know, wait or look out for someone and eventually you have some sort of plan to get uh, uh, reenact, reen- you know, everybody gets brought together. Uh, but she didn't have her phone on her. Um, I guess a part of that also showed that because she didn't have her, her phone in her wallet was where it was, that could tell one that maybe this was not an abduction, this was not um, something of foul play, um, she didn't get robbed or jumped or anything like that, so she just got lost. Ah, you do bring up another interesting point, which is usually for these searches, after a certain amount of time, they usually just call it off. And I don't know what that cutoff time is, but I'm assuming it might have been very close because she was gone for more than two weeks. This was mm-hmm. 17 days. Mm-hmm. You know, at what point do people just stop looking? So, wow, wow, this, this lady... She is very lucky, (laughs) very lucky, and I'm really curious to hear the
0: story from her point of view. So this is how. So you can see. So this is like a before picture of her. Yeah. You know. I mean, again, I think the fact that she was a physical therapist, I think the fact that she was, you know, a yoga instructor, she was in shape. that, That was the before, and then again, like we said, this this was the after. But it it's just incredible just to to show how she was able to stay alive. It's kind of like, you know, when you watch Survivor and those movies like that, and those shows like that, but I feel like Survivor is kind of fake, and I feel like, you know, all those other jungle wilderness shows, those are fake too, because, of course, you've got a crew cast who's watching you, so I feel like after... The, they finish taping, they probably have, you know, food in the background and, you know, they probably go to a nice fancy hotel and then, oh, it's about time to start filming so let me roll around in some <laughs> dirt a little bit and then put some dirt under my eyes and all of a sudden, lights, camera, action. Like, you, you heard about the story about that guy named Bear, how, you know, he was supposed to be, he's like one of those wilderness people and they were showing how he just fakes a lot of the stuff and I don't know, you I, I saw somewhere on the news or I saw some story about it on the internet or something like that. But that stuff is fake. Like And then there's like a show called Naked and Afraid. I mean, I mean again, there's camera people. So you know that you're going to be okay. But in right. a situation like this, 17 days, I mean, you don't know that you're going to be okay. At least in those TV shows, people are around. If something were to happen, God forbid, somebody's going to be there and you know, okay, I'm going to be alive. But 17 days with being in the wilderness probably thinking, oh my goodness, am I going to make it out? But again, physical therapist plus a yoga instructor, I think if she, because she was in the shape that she was in and being a yoga instructor, just being somebody who can calm themselves down, I think that had a lot to do with her survival. So that's a great story.
1: Yeah. Now I'm not a nutritionist. However, I think if I think of this, right, the body, the human body, as long as you have water, I think it could survive for about 30 days or something like that. Um, but that, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Pretty I mean,
0: remarkable. I'm hungry after not eating for like <laughs> 24 right. hours. Yeah. This me is too. 17 hours. <laughs> me too. I mean, I know I eat like like a bird, I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I eat fruits and stuff. And maybe there was some of the, it is Hawaii, so maybe when she's walking around, maybe some of the forest, maybe there was some coconuts around, maybe there was some fruits, so maybe she was just able to live off of the island. But again, 17 days, that's that's incredible. So I think that's the awesome story that you picked.
1: Absolutely. So what do you got for us?
0: All right, so most of you guys have probably heard this news, and if you haven't heard it, then I'm glad that we will be able to bring it to you first. So Morehouse commencement speaker to pay off class of 2019 student loans. This is a story that was written in the Atlantic News Now, the Atlantic Journal News. Billionaire Robert Smith, who received an honorary doctorate at Morehouse College on Sunday morning exercises, graduating exercises, had already announced a $1.5 million gift to the school. But during his remarks in front of the nearly 400 graduating seniors, the technology investor and philanthropist survived nearly everyone by announcing that his family was providing a grant to eliminate the student debt of the entire class of 2019. This is my class, he said, and I know my class will pay this forward. The announcement came as a surprise to Smith's staff and to the staff at Morehouse and elicited the biggest cheers of the morning. Tonga Rutherford, whose son, Charles Rutherford III, is a member of the class of 2019, estimates that his student loans are about $70,000. I feel like it's Mother's Day all over again, she said. The gift has been estimated to be worth up to $40 million. Wow. Tonga's husband, Charles Rutherford Jr., is also a Morehouse graduate. He said their youngest son, Colin, is a junior at Morehouse. (laughs) He doesn't know who the keynote speaker will be at Collins graduation ceremony, but is hoping for a return performance (laughs) by Smith, who is the chairman and CEO of Vista Equity Partners, a software and technology investment firm. Maybe he'll come back next year. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah Domeris, a business major, a business business administration major, said, if I could do a backflip, I would. I am deeply ecstatic. A resident of Harlem in New York City, Domaris, 22 years old, was carrying a $90,000 in student debt. His five siblings all came to Atlanta to see him graduate, along with his mother, Andrea Domarez, who drives a school bus. Of the debt, Mother Domarez said, I wasn't too worried because my faith in God is really strong. Eileen Dodd, spokesperson for Morehouse College, said the gift is the biggest single gift in the school's history. In his commencement address, Smith said, being on the bus towards success isn't enough. You want to own it. You want to drive it. You may want to pick up as many people as you can along the way. He charged the class of 2019 with doing its part to improve the lives of Black America. I'm putting some fuel into your bus, he said. I'm counting on you to load up that bus. Also receiving an honorary degree Sunday was Oscar-nominated actress and activist Angela Bassett, who referenced Morehouse graduate the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., and suggested that the class of 2019 might emulate him, but take their own path. I want you to proudly walk in your own shoes, she said. And... Know and you know what it's like when you get a pair of new shoes. You want, I want you to be uncomfortable, I want you to be mindful, I want you to be wary. So, Marvin, what do you think? Talk to me.
1: Listen, mind talk. blown, mind blown. Like, if you want to effectively do change in this world, this is exactly the type of change that will be worthwhile because one you are eliminating a burden on you know, a group of people's shoulders. But in addition to that, you're sparking hope. You're sparking change. You're sparking promise in someone else because this is kind of going back to one of our podcasts that we had way back in the beginning. You know, we're, we're like 18, 19 episodes in. Wow, we're, this is like episode 21, I think. Whoa, so, remember, we, I, I think I talked about something called pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And the idea about paying it forward is you're doing something for someone else, not because you're trying to get something back from it, but because it's the right thing to do, and you know that it'll make the world a better place. And this is exactly what this gentleman has done. He's actually uh, effectively making change in these young graduates' lives and the type of promise and the type of dedication and the type of inspiration that he was able to implant on all of those young graduating seniors, I think they will have the ability and they will have the desire and the want to pay it forward and and do the same for someone else in the future. Because at the end of the day, it's what you can leave, what mark can you leave for others? because you want this place to be better than how you left it. And I think uh, this Robert Smith is doing just that. And I think he will be able to effectively make positive change because the other individuals uh, who are receiving um, that fuel, if you will, I think they will add people to their bus and, they'll, and it'll propel them forward uh, in the future. So, wow, what a powerful, powerful story. and. The other cool and amazing thing about all of this is this is someone who gets it. They understand. And they understand that it's not easy out there, but he's making his part and he wants to give back um, to effectively make other people's lives better. I'm ecstatic hearing that story, you know? And who knows? Maybe this might inspire more people to do. These acts of random kindness towards others because in the end, if we can get more people doing this, then just doing positive things in other people's lives, it's just gonna propel everyone and make everyone better
0: yeah i I can't so there is there's another story that says five things to know about the entrepreneur who who did this. Awesome gift. So it says here, Robert F. Smith, five things to know about the man. Uh, Number one, it says here, he began his career in technology as a teenager. Smith is an Ivy League graduate. He graduated from Cornell University in 1994, and he got his MBA from Columbia in 1994. He has topped the Forbes list of world's black billionaires. He's worth approximately $5 billion. Um, For the philanthropist, has made several major donations throughout his career. Um, One of them was he pledged a $20 million gift to the faculty of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. And that's at the Smithsonian, it looks like. He's a husband and a father. So some things that I thought about in that article was, and I mean, this is just me being silly, but... You know, I figure when you you hear a lineup of Robert F. Smith and Angela Bassett, everybody's probably thinking, oh, Angela Bassett's coming. Angela Bassett is going to be the speaker. This is going to be so awesome. So she's the one that's at the end of the commencement. So they have Robert Smith first. Robert Smith comes out. He says that he's going to take care of everybody's debt. Everybody's probably going crazy. Again, I showed this picture earlier today of how the students are reacting. So he does his thing, everybody's excited. And then you have Angela Bassett doing her thing. And normally she would be the person that would be the headliner. And I'm sure either people are just not paying attention because they're so excited about the the donation. Or you know, she's she's not unfortunately the headliner anymore because of the news like that. So if you're able to do something as monumental as, you know, Robert Smith did, Mr. Robert Smith did, I mean he gets this he gets to the point of paying it forward. And I think when we talked about pay for it forward again, it's you know, you remembering some sort of gift or gesture that somebody has done and making sure that you are able to let somebody else remember that and you in tune do that for somebody else. And just thinking about One, the benevolence of this man and the lives that he's going to be affecting from a financial perspective, other than your mortgage, student loans, or sometimes even more than your mortgage, student loans is going to be the biggest expenditure that people will have in their entire lives. And it sets people back so long. Sometimes people don't even finish paying off their loans because of the money and compound interest. So to have. Something like that lifted off your shoulders. I mean, all of us know, I, you know, myself, you know, I was in six digits of student loans. You know, I'm sure you are too because of the professions that we're in. But it's just to be able to have that much money lifted off your shoulders before you even enter the workforce, just think of how far ahead you're going to be because of that. So I hope these students understand how important that gesture was because you know a lot of them haven't even had to start with the repayment of the loan so i don't know if like you're kind of figuring this out now Marvin, because you you know you i mean you you had a full ride when you played college but then you had your post back and your post back you had some money that you you had to um pay for that so you were working you had some of that so you you know a little bit about the payments but I don't think people really understand how difficult it is until you're starting to now start working. You see that interest and you see that dollar amount coming up. You're like, man, how am I ever going to pay this down? These guys will never have to experience that for this degree. So I really hope that somebody explains to them the the gravity behind what this gesture was because I don't truly think that they'll really understand. It's one thing if you have the loans, you've been paying them, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and pays them off. And it's another thing to... You have the loan on your piece of paper. Yes, you're going to be stressing because the amount of money that you see on that is is more than you can imagine. But they didn't have that stress. So I hope that with the monies that they're not going to have to spend, that that investment, you know, the gentleman said $90,000, Another one said $70,000. Hopefully that's going to be the fuel for them to be economically free, to be able to, you know, not have the stresses that other people do, but they don't take it for granted. And the monies that they were going to use towards paying off student loans they mentor somebody. They pay back. They pay it forward. They they buy meals for people. They they maybe though maybe the whole class of 2019 they come up together for a scholarship fund after this gentleman's name and they donate to to be able to give partial scholarships to people. But this is definitely a great way to be able to start that wave of paying it forward. And I think that this gentleman how many lives he's going to affect, how many generations he's going to affect, because these kids, these children, they're going to have family members, they're going to have kids, and these kids are going to then have kids, and this is the way that, you know, you start changing people's family trees. So I think that the gesture that this gentleman did, especially for the school that he did it for, I mean, it shows that people care, and this is just an awesome story. Just You don't hear about this. Like, I've never heard of somebody donating so much money to be able to eliminate student loans for an entire graduating class.
1: Right. So I was a substitute teacher for some time, and uh, you always hear how, you know, inner-city youth, they need help, um, a lot of issues with the school system, yada, yada, yada. And then once they increase the amount of money that's being given, that money ends up going to, faculty or it goes to the whatever, but mm-hmm. very rarely does that money actually matriculate down to the actual students. And so this is something where I was, you know, just caught off guard in, in a fantastic way because you don't really hear this. Yeah. You hear people donating money, but however way that money, a lot of times gets caught up in administration or faculty or uh, the building itself, but it doesn't actually get to the student and in this situation the money actually gets to the student so I'm very 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 excited to hear and, and and I'm glad that you're able to bring this fantastic article to our awareness
0: So I'm going to bring up another stat so i'm I'm clicking through the through the Atlanta Journal-Constitution because I'm looking at all the different links that are coming up based off of this story. So this story here is um, 13 of the... So the title is These Are the World's 13 Black Billionaires. So there are 2,043 billionaires in the world, according to Forbes, but only 13 of them are black. That's fewer than 1%. Of those 13, only three are women and four are Americans. Each year, Forbes tallies this list of the world's billionaires using a snapshot of financial information, and they just give it out to people. So I'm just going to read the list of the billionaires who we have and just what they do and and how they're doing this. So there are 13. So one of them... You know, one of the individual's name is, and I'm I'm going to mess up this name, so I apologize. So, Shun Shunsho Alakaje is 1.1 billion dollars. Mo Ibrahim 1.1 billion. Um, Alabu Sohamid Rabiu 1.6 billion. Michael Lee Chin 1.9 billion. Michael Jordan 1.9 billion. Isabel dos Santos 2.3 billion. Patrice Motissepi, two point three billion; Strive Masiiwia, two point four billion; Oprah Winfrey, two point five billion; David Stewart, three billion; Robert Smith, who is the gentleman who gave that gift, five billion; Mike Adenujuga, nine point one billion; and Aleku Dango T, ten point nine billion. So those are all the black billionaires, and Robert Smith is third on the list. And, again, he kind of discussed his great gift of being able to do that. So, you know, out of this list, you got 13 billionaires out of, again, over $2,000. Who knows, maybe this gift that he did, maybe there are going to be some potential billionaires at this college. And it all starts with the with the goal that this gentleman had in mind, to be able to pay it forward. And hopefully there will be a lot more black billionaires because of this story. So I don't know if I can top that story. It's it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. Wonderful.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep.
0: All right, Marvin. So give uh, the MVP crew some information that you want to be able to give to them as we are about to say goodbye and go on to the rest of our weekend. Parting words. Let's
1: see. Let's see if we can get mom on the screen. <laughs>
0: uh, mom is not even on. She's not even on this side of the house. So you're not going to get that today.
1: Oh man. Oh man. Well, for my two cents, as I'm giving you my exit soliloquy, if you will, I think it's important to have some sort of, uh, you know, plan if the forsaken occurs. So if you're going to go to a major event, maybe Disney World or some fair. It's probably good to just take a, a couple moments to just designate uh, a spot where you automatically go to if you get lost so that everybody could you know try to triangulate and get back together for whatever reason. Maybe your cell phone died. Maybe you lost your phone. Maybe you lost your wallet or something. Um, just trying to get a, a designated area would be of benefit. And with the story that I talked about, the thing that was just amazing to me was the ability of that young lady to just focus. You know, I don't think she panicked. I think she tried to stay as calm as she could be. So keeping your cool and having a plan, I think are important things in everyday life that you can dedicate to whatever it is that you're doing.
0: And then for me, I think my story is, you know, being able to give can just changed the outlook of a generation of a family, of, of a livelihood. So, you know, no matter what you do, if you do something, make sure that it matters and don't be afraid to pay it forward. And what you can do to, whether it's monetarily, whether it's giving time, whether it's giving your efforts, whether it's thinking about somebody, whether it's just being able to sit down next to somebody just the power of being able to pay it forward can totally affect an entire generation and for this one you know the the news and the publicity of this I hope that this gentleman just gets blessed for the selfless act that he has been able to do with being able to change the future lives of so many individuals you know, the Morehouse College is a HBCU, so I hope that you know this gives other individuals an opportunity to be able to give back. I hope that other billionaires, other millionaires, other affluent individuals look at this and they look at how they change the lives of these individuals, and they themselves. a pledge to be able to help individuals with student loan forgiveness and student loan debt the numbers with student loans it's it's a lot you know sometimes i wonder to myself should education really cost this much and everybody talks about loans and people say well you know you shouldn't be taking out the loans if you can't pay for it or hey you took out this loan you signed for it so you should pay it off and again i get it you know when you take responsibility for something you should do it but You know, it wasn't like this 15, 20 years ago and people used to go to school owing maybe 100, 200, a thousand dollars in debt, not, you know, six digits. So hopefully these individuals will, you know, be able to leave their mark. And I hope that it gives more millionaires and billionaires an opportunity to do the same thing because we need we need the relief. We need the funding. We need people to be able to not feel so screwed school-tight because of the loans that they have. So, Robert Smith, hopefully you're one of many. Kudos. So, what you got going on for the rest of the day, Marvin?
1: Uh, Me for the rest of the day, I just got to fine-tune a couple things, uh, read up on some things as well, and continue to work towards finding a tenant for my uh, rental property.
0: All right, we'll talk more about that. And then for me, I'm going to the in-laws. We're going to be doing some some dinner so and we potentially maybe do i may be doing another podcast um later on this afternoon or another episode of marston brothers podcast but it's going to be a mystery to even you so we'll maybe you'll see it we'll talk about it a little bit more later all right all right so again it is 5 2019 that's marvin i'm me until next time see you later marvin talk to you later Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.